Hey folks, hope your Q3 and Q4 is off to a good start. We just wrapped up Founder 500 in Austin, Texas. Hundreds of bootstrap founders showed up. It was an amazing time. I loved meeting so many of you. This interview today is a recording from that session, which you're going to love because now we have visuals, we have the founder teaching, and I made every single speaker include their revenue graphs and real artifacts in their presentations. Without further ado, let's jump in. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Give it up for Shaz Khan. Um, my name is Shaz Khan. Uh, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Vruzy. And uh, Vruzy is uh, based in uh, San Francisco. I'm from uh, LA. And uh, we are a autonomous uh purchasing platform and AP automation platform for large multinationals. So all non-payroll spend that goes through a company uh, will actually run through our platform. So anything from The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon to uh, customers uh, in Texas like HEB grocery stores, um, we run our entire platform and sit on top of um, a number of different systems. So uh, today uh, I'm going to talk about uh, a little bit uh, of what we've done in terms of continuous innovation. Just a little bit about our company. We've got 55 customers. Uh, we're in 15 countries right now. Um, Six billion annual throughput, 30,000 users, um, and uh, on track for 10 million ARR by next year. Um, that's uh, where we're targeting. Hopefully we'll beat that. And uh, a little bit about what we do. So Oops. So we synthesize the entire purchasing process for companies. So everything from digital purchasing on your smartphone, you can get a boom mic, you can get shelving units, you can get helicopter rides, um, you name it, it runs through our platform. And then we actually pay suppliers digitally. So in corporate America, a lot of people are paying by check still. So we actually digitize payments through ACH, um, virtual cards and, and a number of other mediums and then we sit on top of any type of financial platform that you can think of SAP, PeopleSoft, NetSuite, uh, you name it and uh, again some of our customers uh, we're very diverse we don't have a um, industry slant but um, we have three major areas enterprise, fortune 1000, mid-market organizations we define anywhere from 250 million to 1.5 billion revenue and um, GPOs. GPOs are group purchasing organizations that actually build Costco-like discounts for their members so that they can get really good pricing without having to be a big, uh, big company. So um, as a tech company, I don't know if you guys all have tech companies or run SaaS or software, um, you know, there's a, there's a dilemma that always plagues us. How do we find ways to continuously innovate? You know, what are, the, what are the levers that will keep us relevant uh, in this market? And um, as a company, my advice, and I talk about this a lot, is that you cannot be complacent when you have a company. 
Um, you have to be competitive in your core market. Have to prove that you can win in new domains. Classic example is Blockbuster, right? Blockbuster was complacent. And then Netflix came right and stole their lunch. Nobody knows about Blockbuster unless you have those uh, laminated cards still, which probably you can uh, find uh, on eBay now. But the point is that you have to always be thinking about finding ways to innovate. And so a couple of uh, sources, founder-led ideas, well, we all have ideas and we start companies based on those ideas, right? Um, I personally uh, get kicked out of a lot of my uh, product meetings now because I just have a bunch of ideas and they just go, we can't do any of this. And then I come back and I go, well, what about those ideas that I just talked about? So you always got to be thinking about ideas. Client business reviews, great source of inspiration. So talk to your clients, talk to your customers, talk to them monthly, talk to them weekly. I'm speaking with HEB right after this in the East Side uh, Village Hub because we're talking about going into Mexico, right? With all their um, superstores. And product owners, talk to your product owners. Give them incentive. Uh, competition, focus groups, user groups, white papers, you name it, right? There's all sources of inspiration you can find to um, innovate within your company. But what we did is a little bit um, interesting. Uh, how many of you guys know what a hackathon is? Okay, great. And have you guys run a hackathon internally or participated in one? So we, um, that's great. So we found that hackathons have been incredible, incredible drivers for innovation. So um, a hackathon is a, typically an event, fixed period time, um, about uh, anywhere from 72 hours or less. Most hackathons are 48 hours. And um, they're fast paced. So a lot of the hackathons that we run, uh, people don't sleep for three days straight. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll nap at their desks. Um, we obviously staff them up with whatever they need, stock them up with whatever they need, pizzas, uh, sodas, uh, maybe some other libations uh, if they feel successful. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, Slack channels booming up, a lot of animated conversations, a lot of profanity. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a great, great way to... Uh, basically deliver innovation in your company. And so we have a hackathon framework. First of all, the teams, minimum one person, maximum four. Name your team, make it creative. Duration, three business days, and um, we run them twice a year. So we run them in December, kind of slow period, and then we run them in July. And uh, cash prizes. We want to incentivize innovation. Right? And I think it's a great way. We talked about profit sharing, bonus plans, commission plans. Give money to engineers. I mean, it's incredible what comes out of these two or three day micro sessions. Um, and then team combination, no restrictions. So one thing with our hackathons is that we don't care what you're building. It could be completely irrelevant to our business model, right? We want people to actually open up their mindsets, open up their mindshare, and think about new creative ideas where we can find um, uh, you know, value. And so we mix up the teams in terms of uh, dev, QA, uh, DevOps, uh, product owners. A lot of our hackathons are just two people. 
two people and you know could be up to 15 teams and so our rules uh, on the technology front no technology limitation so feel free to explore implement whatever you want to and if you are using open source libraries and tools no plagiarism you will be disqualified right so if you are leveraging tool sets um, for your project you must credit them uh, in the actual hackathon okay. and then topics uh, no restrictions and um, you know we I'm a judge on the hackathon committee but um, we want to see creativity so we want to see a lot of people putting together um, great ideas that we can actually potentially implement in our solution and so what are you going to submit you're going to submit the working code plus the readme instructions plus a powerpoint presentation right or slideware right and you actually get graded on your slideware so take your slideware seriously that's part of the 72 hour uh, sprint and uh, judging committee is made up of four to six team members. So um, that could be uh, executive committee, that could be product owners, that could be DevOps, that could be a whole bunch of people. There's no title, right, for us. We just want to actually have a very diverse group of judging members that doesn't have to be executive based. And scoring criteria. I have a lot of this already built out for you guys in terms of templates and frameworks. So if you guys want to, I'm a late addition to this. Um, I can, um, you can email me and I can send you uh, the files and frameworks. It's really, really, really important that you guys look at this. So scoring criteria, one to 10, 10 being highest. Um, we talk about innovation. Is your idea interesting, cool? Um, pitch, how well did you present it? Um, the pitches are, 10 minutes max if you go over you get you get dinged so again we run a pretty tight ship because if you can imagine evaluating in a four to six committee it's about six hours over a zoom and it's really really tenuous <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have to you have to you know have some uh, uh, have some brevity but you also have to convey your message really really quickly right Value, is your idea solving a problem? Did you clearly identify the problem? And um, how well did you solve it? And that can come out in terms of the actual PowerPoint. Uh, that can come out in terms of a demo that you do. So the, the pitch doesn't have to be just slideware. It can be a mix of the PowerPoint and a, a quick uh, MVP demo. And then execution, right? So we actually grade one to 10 on all of these. And so here is a kind of sample uh, sheet uh, from uh, one of our hackathons. And so a lot of people, Desk Demons, Callback Assassins, Innovation Hub, BitHunters, Creative Chaos. Uh, the people that actually won this hackathon uh, were uh, a team that combined their first names together, Yaro Sam in the middle. And so we had five judges in this um, hackathon. And again, we just scored and then basically uh, presented uh, prizes. And so, again, from a framework standpoint, we encourage, um, if you're gonna run a hackathon, have multiple types of prizes and awards so that you can incentivize people. So we've had team members that have actually won in three categories, which is your max. 
you cannot win in more than three categories because then it's just um, really uh, not, uh, not helping, right? You want to see a lot of ideas come through and our biggest hackathons have been about 15 teams total. So we have a lot of participation from the company. And by the way, hackathons don't have to be engineering related, right? So you can have a hackathon on our concept for improving the onboarding experience for your clients. You can have a hackathon for, you know, better customer experience or customer service and leveraging tool sets to basically synthesize that customer experience. So it doesn't have to necessarily be um, tech related or MVP in terms of coding. Okay. And um, one of the key areas that we like is most likely to be business viable, right? So out of our first hackathon, um, well, so we, I'm sorry, we'll just go for prizes, right? So cash awards for first, second, and third place, awards for category winners, bonus cash award for any hackathon project that makes it into the Bruzy Roadmap, and then um, certificates, and then infinite bragging rights. And so our first hackathon was conducted in December 2019. The best overall project that we got and was actually uh, business viable was a um, application of machine learning models to auto-suggest accounting information. So what that means is that when you actually buy something for your company, it's going to typically get coded to a GL account, right? You don't know what that GL account is, right? So what this uh, hackathon proved was the ability to take a description of what you were buying and auto-code it to the right GL from a financial standpoint, which was great from a controller standpoint. These guys put it together in about two days. And um, the hackathon one, we basically did the machine learning. Hackathon two, uh, which was done in December, now we've moved to two, was a smart administration module. Production release was December of last year. And now this product in red, Bruzy Intelligence, was the result of our hackathon. It's our fastest growing product right now. Um, we just hit 1 million ARR on it in about less than a year. So um, what this does is it's smart document processing. It takes any incoming document uh, in terms of a supplier invoice, whether it's handwritten, whether it's uh, machine generated, and it's able to extract all the information, basically put the information in the, in the system, route it for approval, and then pay it without any human intervention. Zero human intervention. And it started from a concept that a team put together in December 2019. And we would never have come up with this concept uh, without that hackathon. And so here's an idea, right? Here's a, here's a kind of concept that we see. These are real invoices that run through our system. I mean, handwritten doctors, <laughs> pharmacy type invoices, right? And without Ruzi, it takes up to 20 minutes for somebody to hand key that in, figure out where it needs to go. We actually process these documents in 15 to 30 seconds without any, any touch, right? And so again, what we are talking about is um, being able to take ideas that you build within your company, find, wells, find ways to cross, find ways to upsell, and find ways to implement these into your sales strategy. And so we've uh, cross-sold 50% of our existing customers, and all new customers that uh, purchase our software get this baked in. And of course, price point ACV goes up, 
based on the value of this, right? So, um, like I said, 1 million UAR that we've uh, recently hit and uh, key takeaways. So, provide a framework and rule set for the hackathon. Um, again, email me if you would like uh, a copy of our framework. It's pretty detailed. Um, it's fun. Designate one or two individuals to coordinate and run the hackathon. Have some project team members that you trust. Doesn't have to be your head of engineering. It could be someone that's really just super organized, can basically produce the hackathon and make it happen for your organization. Um, run it. It's great team building. It's really, really great team building. And what we see is that we see our sprints and our quality of delivery and our pace just go through the roof after a hackathon because people have this buzz. Right. And then hack hackathons do not need to be limited to coding exercises. Right? They could be anything within your organization that you feel can drive value. So thanks for being a great audience. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, please let me know. Yeah, go ahead. In, uh, pay in terms of cash? Um, cash prizes can uh, go... Uh, starting at $1,000 and kind of trickle down to $500, $250. Um, but um, each team member gets, gets the cash prize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, can, uh, I can share it with you guys. Yeah, it's... Uh, do I have it on here? Let me see. That's a good point. There it is right there. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm sorry? How big is your team? We have uh, 60 people and uh, in uh, five different countries. So Nepal, India, Pakistan, Argentina, and uh, U.S. Do you ever have uh, teams doing it across country? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody participates. No, no, like, would a team have people? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, we have team members in Nepal and Argentina. We have team members, <laughs> team members in U.S. India, Pakistan India, Pakistan U.S. Um, it's a mix. That's how we run our development pods. We don't keep them constrained to a region. So does a hackathon work remotely, or do you do it? Do you get everybody together? I would love to get people there physically, personally, but um, with obviously the last three years, everything is remote, typically. But I mean, there are teams that, you know, like to work together, um, and so they'll come into the office. <laughs>